Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. And today I am with Malcolm Freed. Malcolm is the Operations Director at Quill Content. Now a little disclaimer, I'm on the payroll of Quill Content, so I'm very interested to have this interview with Malcolm. Malcolm, I want to talk to you today about the where content marketing is going, the future of content marketing. I know it links in very closely to what Quill Content does. That's such a broad question, where it's going. Let me start with why it's important. Um, It's important because the original proposition was online about price and product description. Um, As recently as eight, ten years ago, predominantly what we were seeing online from online marketers was what they were selling and at what price. What was missing was content. The stuff, the words, the text, the video and the graphics that could give consumers a way of choosing between these millions and millions of products. Once you introduce the content element, you give people choice. And in free and open societies where people demand this kind of thing, that's really helpful. Um, What we in the content marketing business are for, what we do is provide that element of choice. We enhance the selling proposition. Um, for retailers, for any sellers of goods and services, for any vendors, what we do is surround their product and price with a proposition that helps people make choice. That's broadly what we're for. So where are we going as the world becomes bigger, as consumer markets open up everywhere, as people become more sophisticated and as the online presence spreads to corners of the globe we had never imagined before, this industry can only get bigger and can only get more sophisticated and people will use it more. Now, I know that content marketing is incredibly important and it's the way it's going, but where do you see it sort of evolving in the next few years? I'd see specifically um, the use of visuals becoming more and more important and prevalent in content marketing. Visuals would be video, uh, graphics, stills photography, slideshows, Anything that's colorful, that has motion in it, that tells a story, um, that ultimately enhances the sales proposition, but really visual content um, is the fastest growing element of our business now. 
Now, I've just been in a meeting with you actually just a few minutes ago and you, you came up with some really interesting insights into why you feel that visuals are so important. Okay. Uh, share well, those with us. As, as a content marketer, visuals are important because the conversion rates um, from sites where visuals are used are far higher than from sites where only text is used. Mm. If one happens on a landing page which is just packed with text, no matter how artful that text, the conversion rates will be significantly lower than from a landing site where one sees a good piece of video or good graphics, uh, good animations. That just happens to be a fact. Uh, and that's an important reason why we have to really own that business. Who do you think is doing content marketing well at the moment? Anybody who's doing that is doing content marketing well. Um, you know, specifically there are, there are websites that just look fabulous because you land on them and, and straight away you're taken to a place that is not humdrum, it's exciting, it's innovative, it's interesting, it gives you choice, it gives you color and vibrancy. Anywhere where you get that experience is doing content marketing well. Um, there are 20, 50, I don't know how many million marketers in the world, um, and it's impossible to rank them. Um, but I would, I would rank them by experience. If you land up on a site or in an online experience where you're interested just because the content is great, that person is doing it well. That individual, that company is doing it really well. Um, we'd all have our own anecdotes and our own examples. And we all have examples of sites we just can't wait to leave. Mm. Just because they're dull, they're boring, they're flat, they're not dynamic, the content looks the same from one month or one year to the next. Who do you think will win out in terms of content? I mean, will it be content agencies or in-house teams? And Is this from the perspective of commercially, uh, which providers will win out, or in terms of content? Uh, the providers who will win out will Probably be... Probably in terms of content, okay. I would say. Yeah. I said broadly, the, the providers who will succeed will be those who can provide a range of content at the most compelling price. I don't think it's just a price game. It's not about providing, as a content marketer, it's not just about providing cheap content. That's kind of nasty. Um, what we try and do is provide quality content at a price that makes sense mm. to our clients. Um, really what the clients want is for their ad spend, their content marketing spend, their marketing spend to be justified by sales, to be significantly outweighed by the sales they make. We're in the business of broadening the base of prospects, of bringing prospects to the doors of our clients. They're in the business of then converting those prospects into sales. The more prospects we can bring at a sensible price, the more our clients will use us. What about um, media publishers? Are they in the running? Media publishers? Yeah. I think everybody's in the running, really, because there's no barrier to entry. Um, it's akin to reporting. It's akin to online blogging. It's akin to anything where somebody has access to an online venue. There really is no barrier to entry. There's no organization that says you can or can't be a content marketer. The moment I want to sell something and put a piece of content around it, I'm a content marketer. Mm. Um, it may be a kid of 11 years old who's putting something on eBay. Yeah. That kid is a content marketer. Um, it may be us. We've got a large business now. We're in the content marketing business. There, there is no barrier to entry, and anybody can have a go, really. Um, we don't know who will win out. There may be uh, a woman of 19 sitting uh, you know, in her parents' house somewhere is developing a new mechanism to do this that nobody's heard of yet. Mm. And that person could be a winner in due course. 
Um, for us, it's so important to understand what the technology will let us do um, and to use all of that to best effect all the time. Do you think content marketing really is the key to the consumer? As a consumer, you know, what, what do I want? Um, I work hard for my salary and I want to spend it to best effect. So what do I want? I want people who are selling me things to persuade me to buy them, to give me choice, to give me quality, to be honest with me, to have integrity, um, not to trick me into buying something that I don't really want to buy. Um, content marketing is a decent and honorable thing to do done right. Because why? Because we're giving people choice, we're explaining to them the difference between one product and another, we're putting their world in perspective, we're putting goods and services in perspective. It's a good thing in our world. Um, we would struggle without it. If all we had every time we looked up was a list of 5,000 products and a price next to each, or 5,000 services, what do you do with that? Mm. What do you do with it? How do you distinguish between brands, products, services? I want to be able to do that, and I want people to be honest with me and open with me. Now, you just alluded to something quite interesting there about being too spammy or too salesy. Mm. How do you think brands uh, overcome the challenge of producing sort of useful content that represents the brand without appearing spammy or sort of... Oh, there are a number of wonderful ways brands can do it. You know, there'd, there'd be a luxury brand which may decide that the best way um, to burnish itself and to project itself into the world could be associating itself with luxury things. It may be a brand sponsors a series of symphony concerts uh, and puts them online. And at the beginning of the concert, you see this concert is brought to you by or sponsored by X brand, and then you watch the concert. You don't see the brand during the concert. You don't see somebody looking at their watch and that watch happens to be the brand. Uh, the cellist doesn't look at the fob watch, which says brand Y. You just listen to and watch a great performance and over time you associate it with that brand. That is one way. That's a classy, sophisticated, decent way to do it. Um, you know, I suppose at the other end of the spectrum would be pieces of video or content that are just speckled or dotted or mined with product placement. Mm. People aren't stupid. You know, over time that may become disruptive and even annoying and have a counterproductive effect. If one is proud of the brand, if one loves the brand, if one just wants to project it in a useful, honest, sophisticated way, there are any number of ways to do that, that suit the consumer and that really help out. Do you think producing content in-house is economically viable? I mean, do companies produce enough content through their own operations, and can they handle the sort of... Uh... Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I think, you know, in our view, every, everyone selling something um, is a publisher, whether they like it or not. Um, now, the question for the sellers of goods and services is really, do I have publishing in-house, or do I have somebody else do my publishing with mm. me? Do I have a partner like Quill, for example, doing it with me? We have to start from the proposition that we're all publishers. If we if we accept that content marketing is important and we've moved beyond price and product description, then we're all publishers. Do we do it ourselves? I think it's, it's very difficult, if not impossible, for most companies to do it themselves. Why? Because they're built to make cars or make dresses or sell financial services. They're not built to be publishers. Mm. So in the same way that they would buy in perhaps IT consulting or they would buy in furniture 
or they'd get people to decorate the premises in the same way they may choose to buy in publishing. And that's where we partner with such companies. Again, in, in, in my view, most companies that are built to do one thing are not built to do all things. So we're a service and we partner with companies who want to do it but can't do it themselves or shouldn't, perhaps. What sort of advice would you give to perhaps smaller companies or even one-man bands who are looking to content marketing to sort of promote what they do? I would just say do it, start doing it. Um, it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. Uh, simply start doing it. Introduce some text, introduce some stills and some video, but you have to start because if you don't start, you'll be left for dust. It's not, it's not a question anymore of should I do it? You have to do it. The question is at what volume and in what quality? Now, social media, going back a couple of years, was a big phenomenon, and, and still is. You know, anyone not doing it now is lagging behind. Do you think that's going to happen with content marketing? Is it going to follow the same pattern? It's inevitable. In social media now, more words appear on Twitter um, per day than in all the world's major newspapers combined. That's quite a statistic, yeah. isn't it? Um, more visuals appear on YouTube than in all the world's major television networks combined mm. per day. That's another interesting statistic. Uh, the same will be for content marketing. If we just understand it as information um, that happens to be associated with goods and services, um, of, course, of course it will explode. It's just growing exponentially. Well, Malcolm Freed, Operations Director at Quill Content, thank you very much for your insights. Yeah, it was really good. Not at all. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you if you want to send an email. Send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.